pickles are life. My le- my blood runs with pickle juice. Like I eat pickles. Grace, how often? Maybe this is TMI, but I'll like come into the living room and kiss you, and you'll be like, "Did you just eat a pickle?" I'm Pretty like, frequently. Yep. I want to see if we can capture Bean's little grimaces. Mm. Oh. <laughs> to be clear, the reason why Bean is making that noise right now is because Lizzie is sitting too close to him. Leaning on his pillow a little bit. He's really protective of white pillow. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Okay, Bean, just settle in. Everyone's going to be fine. One time we had to turn off a movie because Willie sat on... Bean wasn't on White Pillow. No one kicked... White Pillow was open. White Pillow is like a long bolster pillow on part of our couch. And this is actually White Pillow 2.0 because the first White Pillow turned so brown from Bean festering on it that we had to... It's like his perch. Yeah, we had to dispose of it. One time we were watching a movie and Willie, this is, you know, in his younger years was like, oh, White Pillow's open? Like, I've heard a lot of hype about White Pillow. Like, Bean is always on there. Let me hop up and try White Pillow. So he did. Bean was in Lizzie's lap. Bean started, like, panting, having just, like, a panic attack because Willie was on White Pillow. We had to turn off the movie and comfort Bean for the rest of the night. I also had to be like, Willie, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, because Willie was like, what's happening to Bean? I was like, nothing, nothing. No one did anything wrong. White Pillow wasn't being used. (laughs) I realize this sounds... You probably have stuff like this in your own house where it's like some piece of furniture. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I feel like I, I even mean, had that growing up. They just, animals choose a thing. And for Bean, it is white pillow. And right now he's kind of grimacing a little bit because Lizzie is leaning against white pillow. Yeah. He's, he's something. Baby, I Welcome back to Under Our Roof, and happy first episode of Pride Month. Oh my gosh, do you believe in life after love? I do. I do. I do. Well, we're actually recording this on June 1st, the first day of Pride Month. We are in about a little over 24 hours going to France to kick off the month. That's not why we're going. It's just a friend's wedding. We've heard that they have a great pride over there. Yeah. But honestly, they they probably do. They probably do. do. I think France... But that's not why we're going. We're not going to... France for gay reasons. We're actually going for very happy but heterosexual reasons. A friend of mine from growing up is getting married and she's French. And so the wedding is in France. Yeah. So by the time you hear this, I actually think we'll already be back because we are wild people and we are going to France for a weekend. Yeah. Which is so It's crazy. not ideal deal we would have liked to have stayed for longer and made more of a trip of it but just with work it's not possible and i think we are the people coming the furthest probably i mean california to the south of france is is pretty pretty far far it's gonna take us like 18 hours to get there and i just want to like emphasize that this is this has happened before just because of where i grew up like it's not the first time that there's been a wedding and everyone else has been like, oh, I'll just hop the train from London to, you know, France or something like that. And I've been like, cool, I'm going to take an entire 24 to 36 hours <laughs> to get there because I love my friends from growing up and I want to support you, but I have chosen to live across the world. Yeah, that's something like I didn't think about when I moved to California. It's a lot farther from other places than being on the east coast like on the east coast you can get on a flight to europe and kind of be there in like six hours if you're lucky and eh, maybe that's a stretch but like it's 12 out we're taking a 12 hour non-stop from la to paris and then another flight from paris to the south of france so. but closer to japan yeah for sure closer to japan than the east coast which wait one of the questions i'm like jumping so far ahead my brain is firing so this isn't ask us anything. You mean firing on, on all cylinders? Well, clearly not. <laughs> my brain is firing. I'm no, firing my brain. You know what? I actually wasn't thinking all cylinders. I was thinking like synapses are firing. Oh, okay. Synapses I see, I are see. in the brain. Okay. So synapses. the brain is firing. Gotcha. Yes. The brain. Okay. It is 7 a.m. My brain try- is on fire. We're mm-hmm. trying to get this up before we leave for France, or we're trying to get it done before we leave for France. So that's why we're awake at 7 a.m. recording. Anyway. This is an Ask Us Anything episode. Grace and I both 
put question boxes on our Instagram stories and we have a bunch of really good questions. You never disappoint. I will tell you that whenever we ask for any sort of prompt, whenever we put up question boxes, it's almost like I don't want to lean on it too much as a crutch for content. Because it's so fun. Yeah. Well, because well, well, I don't want to make it seem like we are not, you know, thinking on our yeah. own about c- things that we want to do for the podcast. But whenever we put question boxes re- or just like commentary or polls or anything, it's so fun. It I just know. feels like we're making a podcast together. So I'm really excited to we haven't done an AMA in a while. Like a year. Yeah. And uh, anyway, one of the questions that I remember because I skimmed through them was I think like dream vacation. Mm. So you saying Japan made me think of that because for both of us, we've really wanted to go to Japan for some time. And I think we will. But yeah, we I don't have so. any we don't have any trips on the book there. So lady, what is this episode to celebrate? Well I was I've been thinking that we should do another Ask Us Anything, but I don't want to be too indulgent and like every episode is just asking us stuff because that's not that interesting. But I looked on our podcast stats and we recently passed over 200,000 downloads. Of Can under- you believe? I know. Actually, we passed it kind of a while ago. We're at like 215 now and I just missed it. Can you believe? I feel like our podcast hosting thing should like send us notifications. I know. But they don't. You have to check. They really should help us more. But they're like, they don't. These guys, they're they're carving their own path. <laughs> They've a long, even though we are technically in like a very small percentage of podcasts that sort of like keep trucking along because there's we when we were creating the show, we learned that a lot of podcasts like don't get past 10 episodes or something like that. Uh, I, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but <coughs> no, there's like was a like, very small percentage of podcasts that keep going. Yeah. And we, you know, love <laughs> we love doing this. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, we're keep so we're in a very small percentage. You'd think we would have gotten a plaque by now. But they're like, hell no, we can't draw any attention to all this, all the unlicensed stuff that you guys put on your podcast. But we did pass over 200,000 downloads. And I didn't say that's why when I put the question box in my story, that's why we were doing this. But yeah, kind of like a check in because also, it's interesting, whenever we ask these questions, when we get certain repeat questions, it makes me realize like, oh, you probably haven't been listening to our podcast that long if you're asking. Are you new here? No, I don't mean (laughs) it like that at all. I mean it like in a really good way, because Mm. we are not going to be able to have like a long lasting podcast if we don't continue to reach new people. That is a great perspective. So so I'm really happy when people ask repeat questions because I'm like, oh, you are new here. That's amazing. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah, you're new here. (laughs) So, let's get into it. This is Ask Us Anything. I guess we'll just take turns going question for question. We can't get to everything, but we're going to kind of skim through and get to the juiciest of ones. Oh, we are? We're going for juicy? Okay. Here's one. What flowers are on the cover of Late Bloomer? How did you choose them? I did not choose them. I went to a friend of mine who is a florist and I will plug her right now if you're in Los Angeles. Go to www.jackiejackie.com. C-O-M. This is not a website. It's not a website. It's her Instagram handle. It's and like www.jackie.com, but take out the dots and yeah. it's an Instagram And handle. it's an Instagram handle. So www.jackie.com and... She's a florist, and I went to her, and she created the flowers um, on the cover of Late Bloomer, and she, we created a few different bouquets to use for just the flower imagery about with the rollout. I can't tell looking at the picture, like, everything that was in there, but I do think there's some snapdragons, some zinnias, like, some sweet pea. Yeah. It's hard to tell from the photo, but I remember the flowers being so beautiful in person, and Grace kind of just gave a bit of direction, like, something- Fall flowers. Yeah, fall colors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it turned out great. You're up. Okay. Somebody said, this is a double question. Uh-oh. What is Bunny's favorite thing to do and what is Bean's? I think Bean's favorite thing to do, as previously established, is be on white pillow. Yeah, he likes to lie on his pillow. He likes pillows in general. Loves pillows. I recently got three new sham pillows for our bed and they're big. Like, I wanted big ass pillows. Like, that's just the mood I was going for. So I got like the, I think... 26 by 26 European size square pillows. And I got these like really nice linen covers for them. And Bean literally thinks I got three identical dog beds for him. For him. Like, because they're the perfect size for him, his little body. 
so he loves them. Big pillow guy, pillow king. Big pillow, big pillow king. He loves pillows and he loves meeting new people. Yes, he, he does. loves meeting new people. He will claim them. Nothing is more fulfilling to him than meeting a new person and having that person give him physical attention. Oh yeah, that is the dream. And then Bunny's favorite thing is she likes to be chased into the living room on our rug where she flings herself. I am not kidding flings herself onto the ground like you'll chase her in here she runs in she's like so excited she flings herself on the ground she rolls over on her back and she wants a belly rub it's the cutest thing it's like it's like what a dog in a movie does yeah bunny's favorite thing is definitely belly rubs and the way that she does it is by flopping over we joke that bunny is perpetually in her flop era because she's always just flopping over on her belly and then i think oh on her back to get belly rubs and then I think her other favorite thing is waking up in the morning. Yes, I have she's never a morning known girl. a dog that is so happy in the morning. She wakes up and she's, again, this is all like sort of like inside dog humor, so probably super like painful to listen to. But we're like, here she is. It's Miss West Hollywood because she acts like she's like making her debut. She goes from like room to room, just big eyes open, just tail wagging greeting everybody so those are i would say their favorite things right now Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for youngins wrestling with gender dysphoria my advice is find some other people or other resources that relate to you that you feel like you have something in common with so you don't feel so much of an outsider or just to to remember that you're not alone and that this is something that a lot of people work through and figure out and navigate. And then also, I think it's huge to have like comfort clothing items. So if there is an outfit that you notice that you feel really good in, just make a mental note of that. So if you're having a tough day, you have that to go to where you'll feel gender euphoria. Because I don't know if this is exactly the opposite, but I feel like the opposite of dysphoria is euphoria. So yeah, I think find, literally. You think so? Yeah. I, don't know. I haven't looked up the definition. It seems Latin and vague. They seem like opposites to me. I They seem like opposites to me as well. So that's that's my advice is to, when the dysphoria hits hard, to, tech, to, to check in, maybe have a, a note running on your phone on the euphoric things because you deserve joy and euphoria and gender dysphoria is a bitch, but it's not insurmountable. And I believe in you and it will be okay. Okay, one set of questions that I got several times on my Instagram are related. One is, what are your favorite ways to celebrate Pride or like tips for celebrating Pride? Mm -hmm. And then people saying, what are your plans for Pride this year? Uh, So the second question is a little more sad, but we'll, we'll go into just how we celebrate Pride. So every year, I would say almost, it's like a better part of a decade long tradition that we host a brunch, although brunch is very, very loose. There, no one's sitting down. Well, and people can sit down. Brunch. We get started at like seven a.m. Uh, I feel like people get here at like eight thirty, but we are like they're lost. I, every year I say like we will be going. It's, I get the music started at seven. Yes, I'm just dancing on my own. Yeah, very so, Robin esque until people arrive around eight. We have some pop divas playing starting at like seven a.m. Well, let me back up. West Hollywood, where we live, traditionally has had a big Pride Parade every year. It's always the second Sunday of June. And it's just so fun. It's like, it's just to dox ourselves a little bit. You can look up. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Uh, Well, I always give, I always like accidentally describe where we live in too much detail, but it starts near our house. We can walk down there. We have a bunch of people over. We have basically like, if you enjoy drinking, there's Bloody Marys, mimosas. Coffee. I always make sure there's there's always coffee. coffee. There's usually like biscuits with different spreads and breakfast treats and fruit and pastries pastries yeah just tons of food tons of drinks really fun music good energy everyone gets here dressed in their pride finest usually people start getting here at like 8 8 30 in the morning which is like pretty amazing for a sunday and we usually party till like 11 and then go to the parade walk with the parade down Santa Monica Boulevard, which is the main street in our town. It ends like kind of in the main hub of town, which is like a mile or two later. And then people disperse, go to the clubs, hang out. Like it's just like a big party that day. The last couple years have been different because of COVID. Like that was definitely not something we could do the same way in 2020. We had like 
a very, very smaller version outdoors only. Like we didn't, we couldn't have people in our house because this was like in the thick of it. And then last year we started to pick it back up. Still wasn't like quite as to the same glory that it had been because again, we were still in like these pandemic times. This year we are out of town the entire month as far as pride goes. Like we will be in town some sporadically, sporadically some weekdays where we'll be working but we have so many straight weddings. We love our straight friends. So we're not actually, I'm not actually like bummed that they're straight weddings. But I'm the just, irony of like ir- celebrating yeah. so much straight love it is ironic. in the month of June is not lost on us. I understand June is also traditional wedding season. So mm-hmm. I do get it. But uh, we are travel, And also none of them are even like in town. Yeah. So, I mean, some are as far as France. We're going to the East Coast, Philadelphia. We're going to the Pacific Northwest. Like, we are just, like, not here at all, basically. And then I also – my birthday is this month. So we are in town, actually, on my birthday. But we are, I don't know, just going to do something low-key. I think it's possible that we might find some sort of time to do something in July or August when we're here just to have a bunch of queer people over and have some sort of a celebration because it is – very weird. I cannot emphasize enough how much of like a staple pride has been in our lives. Like it is oh, it's yeah. like Christmas for us of just gathering all our loved ones that live in the city, getting everyone fed and drunk if you want and dancing. Like it's something that is so special. Willie would always have his rainbow bow tie on. I think Bunny would probably do great at Pride. Yeah, I know. It's it's just something that we're going to miss, but it just it's not feasible this year. It's really not. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how crazy this upcoming month is for us. So just a busy time. But we love just getting together with people. I think just for us, like we have lots of friends from all over the gender and sexuality spectrum who celebrate with us. But we like to really prioritize spending quality time with our queer friends during the month. And I'm trying to think if there's other things. What was the other part of that question? Well, what are your plans, which we've kind of said, which is not that exciting, but then like tips on celebrating pride. Oh, you just got to get all your loved ones together. But what about somebody that doesn't like really feel like they have a good group that they could do that with? A good group? Well, like, you know, we over the years have built up like a lot of queer friends here in LA, but they could be new to a town or just not have that support system. Well, then I I would think locally look up your sort of your pride celebrations, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, in more rural areas, there typically are like pride festivals or gatherings, which would maybe be a good place to meet people. I know like Mickey is going to be going to Kentucky to a pride celebration there. And I know my parents live in Kentucky and I know some people in Kentucky that are going to the festival. So that type of environment is a good place to meet people. Queer establishments is a good spot to meet people for Pride. Yeah, I think this year in particular, I would like to think, not that we're out of the pandemic, but people are obviously like gathering and meeting a lot more. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of good programming and check your local like bookstores Mm -hmm. and online groups probably have lists of all the Pride Month events. And they're usually catering to a wide range of different interests. So not everything is drinking because I know that can be a big thing, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, there's like I remember looking at the program for Pride in Atlanta and they had yoga and like exercise Mm -hmm. courses that for that weekend were really catering to a queer demographic. Um, There were like family events as well, like if you have any kids. So I think really just check your local listings and they hopefully they're doing a good job of advertising. But if they're not, definitely tap in. I remember looking up what was going on at like San Diego Pride because people told me that Switchfoot was performing, but that wasn't totally (laughs) the case. It was just uh, Switchfoot was performing that month and it got like roped into San Diego Pride. Mm. But they, as of now, have (laughs) not yet performed at San Diego Pride. But I could see, like, who was actually performing at San Diego Pride. Like, you can see the concerts that are happening, the barbecue. You know, there's a lot of good – there's a lot of good stuff going on. And I hope that you find something fun and joyful to do, something that gives you peace and really – I can't say this enough – fun and resolve – for the month of June, for Pride Month. You oh, deserve it. One last thing I'll add, and I'll link a blog post that I wrote about this in the show notes. A few years ago, I hosted a rainbow picnic for Pride, and it was so fun. And that was like, I feel very doable. You could have it be 20 people or four people. And I think that could be a really fun thing to plan. I had all different rainbow foods. So I had 
rainbow fruit salad laid out. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a lot of work, but I enjoy that kind of thing. So if you like making things, I had like rainbow pizzas, homemade pizzas where it was like a base of like a regular pizza and then like stripes of different like red onion, broccoli, tomato, like different, you know, colors. And then I had different like LaCroix cans kind of in a rainbow spread for people And I think I made some sort of rainbow sangria. Again, you don't have to drink. Basically, I had a lot of fun rainbow foods and I just asked people to like bring a blanket or something. And it was actually in my backyard at the time, but you could have it at a park. And I think something like that's really cute too. And I think I had some really good ideas in the blog post of what to serve. So I can link that. All right, let's do a few quicker questions. Okay. Let's keep it moving. We yeah. have a lot to get through. Someone asks, give me the dirt on sweet Matt Thiessen. Matt Thiessen is the lead singer of Reliant K. There is no dirt. He is a very sweet person. Um, I wish that there was like more spice that I could give you. Actually, I don't because I would have meant that it might not have been a positive experience. But everyone in the band was so sweet, Matt included. I have the utmost respect for him as a songwriter. Yeah, just like the coolest guy probably sing as loud as I was singing when I blasted Cher on the bus. So respect to Matt. Okay, can I do a couple really quick ones? Yeah. They're really, really quick. Okay, a couple different people said, have you watched Heartstopper yet? We have not, but we really want to. So I'm sorry. That's like the very, very short update. Somebody else said, how did you and Grace meet? And when did you know that you were the one for each other? Uh, We met in college and we met in a class in college randomly. We had some mutual friends. And then I would say I knew immediately, which this Grace likes to revisionist history. Dispute, that is but definitely not what happened. I definitely had a big crush on Grace. And by the time I would say this is fair, by the time we like really hung out outside of class, I was like, I'm gonna marry Grace. Okay. Well, I don't You have to agree with that. I don't I don't know. I think that we definitely caught a vibe with each other, is what I will say. But okay. circumstances were more complicated at the time, but we definitely Caught a vibe. Okay. I would like to know both of your top five products from Trader Joe's. Now, five seems Ooh. like a lot, but could we do some of our favorites right now? I'll begin. Let's overnight just some- oats. Oh, yeah. You love just overnight discovered oats. overnight oats. Let's go. Okay. Sweet. I think they're called sweet and hot ha- pickled jalapenos. Mm-hmm. They're so good. You you picked those I love out originally. Pickled jalapenos, also, in yeah. the same vein, sort of sweet and spicy pecans. Oh my gosh, I always have to have those. Plant based pork rinds, great car snack. Those are the a new fave. Trader Joe's Takis. They're, oh, they're, they're yeah. basically just Takis. They're a little less spicy, so. Good for us. Good for <laughs> us, yeah. They're black and peach, or that's not what it's called. They're peach black sweet. Peach black tea? Why mm. am I not saying this right? It's like black tea with, canned, sparkling, that has a little bit of peach. We got there. It took a while, but you got there. I like their black tea with boba ice cream. Oh, yes. And their fruit frenzy popsicles. Oh, f- gotta have fruit frenzy. We were just talking fruit about that. Fruit frenzy this summer. Listen to me, you fruits. Okay? <laughs> Get yourself a fruit frenzy popsicle. Yeah. They are so good. They're And it's like unreasonably good. You're like, well, it's just a lemon, raspberry, strawberry popsicle it can't be that good like you're like in your reasoned mind you're like there's no way that trader joe's is gonna snap on a popsicle they're so good they're addictive i'm not like a popsicle girl me neither they're just so good i'm not a popsicle girly i'm just (laughs) but all of a sudden i'm like fruit frenzy like i'm in a frenzy yes the name is fitting best piece of advice for someone wanting to come out to a very evangelical family i think take your time i don't mean to say don't do it but don't feel rushed because I think it's probably going to be hard. Even if it's even if it's like we accept you and we love you, it's still going to feel heavy and like you may grieve kind of the change of that. So mm-hmm. don't let anybody rush you. Take your time with it. And I think once you are ready to say it, I would really recommend just going for the super straightforward route at some point, like ripping off a Band-Aid, but then make sure you – take care of yourself after the rip. I agree with all of that. I also think let a friend know if possible, even if it's just a friend online, or just let people that you trust in your life know that this is something that you're preparing to do so that you feel supported, even if things don't go in a really caring way, if things take a turn that you feel that night or that day that you have support, that you're not you know, going to be alone. And also, you should not need to proof text your life. I think that's a huge 
thing that I believe in, especially recently, because who you are is valid and true and valuable. But if you are in a household where some where you anticipate that someone is going to be like, well, what about this verse? What about this verse? What about this verse? I would suggest having affirming biblical resources just on hand or familiar with them ahead of that conversation if you think that that's something that you want to engage with. So look up LGBTQ plus affirming Christian resources. A lot of things are going to pop up, which is great. I love that. I love that we're at that place. A few things that I enjoy, middle church, queer theology. Is it gay Bible or something? Um, there's a lot of different spots. Wait, isn't it our Bible? Is it our Oh, wait, it's right there in front of me. Our Bible app. Yeah. Um, Gay Bible. Gay Bible. Yeah. (laughs) The Bible's gay. And I think that, yeah, just find find as many resources as you can if you think that that's going to be a hill that you may need to climb. And we're sending you lots of love and it will, it will be okay. Okay, Grace, this is for you. Oh no. Lizzie slowly over time becomes a gentleman Jack stan. Stop. Like of Jack themselves, meaning Miss Lister. What? What do you do? Well, wow. So this is like a what if, what would you do situation? Like if I if I became a mega fan of Miss Lister specifically. Yeah. And I was like, wow, every day I dream of Miss Lister. What would you think? You know, I would let you have your fantasies and your interests, (laughs) but you know how you have some shows that you watch while you're cooking? Like you'll Mm -hmm. put a show on your computer and Mm -hmm. you'll watch like Revenge or Mm -hmm. Weeds or some show that I never watched. I would probably be like, why doesn't this become your show? Why don't you make, why why don't you just have your special time with Gentleman Jack? Because I think that it would be pretty, (laughs) I think it would be pretty unbearable for me. I find this character so, so grating. Yet here I am still watching. And and you know what? I, I think about this too. Haven't watched Heartstopper yet because life is passing, life us, is passing by. us by. But because we've already started Gentleman Jack. Do you understand? Like when you already start something, you're like, well, I can't quit now. Yeah, we have but I to. wish. Like if we didn't have Gentleman Jack in our life, I guarantee you that we would have had the time to watch Heartstopper by now. Blame but Lister. fucking Lister always just like butting her way in with her bizarre gait that she walks like i like to call her the landlord she's the landlord <laughs> she's literally a republican landlord that happens to be gay it's true and that's and that's yeah she is and i'm and i hate that i'm that susceptible to the gay stuff but i love I it i know okay somebody says if you're comfortable with this it's like kind of funny but sad love to know the whole story of what happened with grace's xbf was it just because they're gay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I mean it, there's definitely like more specific stuff that that occurred but the the very short story is that she became born again or I think it was like I don't know if she like got rebaptized but like she basically like really got into the faith and it was a, in a bad way but I remember her like telling me being like hey just so and this was like well before we were still friends at this point she's like I just I've really gotten like into God and I was like oh that's awesome like congratulations because you know she'd been going through some stuff I was like that's great and she's like oh, I didn't know that you'd feel that that was great I just wasn't sure how you'd feel about it I was like oh my dad you know my dad is a priest and I have definitely this was really before I'd started unpacking religious trauma so I was like I have some complicated feelings but like God has only been a comfort to me I understand that church establishment is bad but God is a comfort so I'm really happy for you. And I remember she was like a little confused by that, which looking back was a huge red flag because she was clearly like the homosexual supports the God. Like, (laughs) but uh, yeah, basically she got born again and started going to this new church. And uh, it was a slow trickle down of getting to the root cause, which was, yes, basically I am gay. And that's going to be a problem. Even if I think that she'd be like, no, it's not. I love everybody because Christians love the optics of like the aesthetic of being good and all loving. But when it was like, yeah, but see, it's going to be hard for me to like be friends with someone who thinks that my marriage makes me like inherently like 
bad and evil and like going to hell and that I'm like riddled with sin because of my love for my wife. Like you you understand why that makes brunch weird, right? <laughs> She'd be like, no. I'm like, all right. She's like, well, like I'm sure there's things in my life. It's like, <laughs> okay, girl. Like I don't do, nobody does that. Like I don't sit down at brunch with you to be like, let me find the sin in your life. But knowing that that's ever present in your mind is like, it's gonna affect the friendship. So yeah, yeah, it was long story short, born again, I'm gay. That never changed. She was one of the first people I came out to. So like, I didn't do anything but still be myself. And that became a problem because of the teachings of her church. And yes, I'm a psycho. And I did listen to some of the sermons at the church that she goes to. Whoops. It's time you'll never get back. But now you know. It really is time I'll never get back because <laughs> it wasn't anything new. It's no. the same old song and dance. Yeah. Congrats on hating gay people. Congrats. Happy Pride. Love that for you. I think you're, you'll have a good answer for this. Describe your favorite blissful moment that is typically taken for granted, i.e. hearing birds chirp. Mm, that's a good one. Favorite blissful moment typically taken for granted. It's the first cup of coffee in the morning for me. I was thinking something in the morning as well. I mean, I like having coffee, but that's not like my bliss. I would say for me, I've really been into... The idea of grounding where like you stand in the dirt, your feet are physically touching like grass and dirt. And I really enjoy that and like feeling the sun on my face. I feel like my coffee is taking the dogs for a walk because it's absolutely mind blowing how much more awake I am. I can be so groggy and feel like there's no way I can greet this day and get up. And then I get, I take the dogs because I have to because they got to go. And then by the time I come back, I'm like feeling really peaceful, level-headed. Like I have a nice, healthy surge of energy. I'm not jittery. So that's definitely blissful. Also, there's nothing better than getting in like a tucked in clean sheet bed. Psychological luxury. We call it psychological luxury. Can you share a recipe, a favorite recipe for those of us who can't cook? So I'm a big fan of what I call halfway homemade which is often utilizing a lot of Trader Joe's products. Speaking of Trader Joe's. Sponsor us, you cowards. <laughs> but it can be, it doesn't have to be Trader Joe's. I know a lot of people don't have that in their hometown, but something where you have a base of something frozen and you dress it up and add a little more interest and nutrients with some fresh things. So like Trader Joe's sells this Arabiata pasta, which Arabiata is like a spicy marinara, and it's just penne pasta and Arabiata sauce. And you just cut open the bag, dump it into a pot, and just stir it around with some olive oil until it is not frozen anymore. And I think it's vegan, too. Um, and you can throw in whatever you want. So you could throw in like vegan sausage crumbles. I'll throw in chicken sausage. Like I'll saute some chicken sausage in another pan, cut up, and then add it to the pasta. Add in like a handful of fresh spinach. That is a good hack. Any sort of pasta dish or something, put in like a big handful of fresh spinach. In two minutes, it'll be like little tiny green specks. You'll barely know there's even spinach in there. Throw in some like torn mozzarella if you're feeling more fancy. So really that involves so little cooking. If you don't want to literally cook anything except the frozen pasta, you don't even have to do the chicken sausage. But things like that. Or last night I made like Trader Joe's mandarin orange or man yeah mandarin orange chicken and i roasted a little bit of like asparagus and broccoli sheet pan dinners i feel like are a really good way to learn how to cook if you don't know because it's more like a science and less of an art so with like a sheet pan dinner you just put on like your protein you could do tofu garbanzo beans salmon chicken sausage like literally anything um with some veggies toss it with olive oil and salt and pepper, put it in the oven at 415 and just watch it to make sure things don't burn. But like between 15 and 30 minutes is all you need in the oven. 15 being like if it's fish, 30 being more for some other things like tofu. But you can look up like sheet, simple sheet pan dinners because it's really just like prepping everything, putting it on a sheet pan and putting it in the oven. Those are some of my favorite meals. Do you have a question? Yeah, there was a question for Bean. Bean. For Bean, what is your least favorite dog breed? This question is insightful. You must know a little bit about Bean to ask it because Bean is 
a little stinker yeah. and he doesn't like certain breeds of dogs. Well, it's it's got to be golden retrievers. Yeah, golden retrievers. He hates golden retrievers. So, some of our <laughs> literally never he's met other dogs that he's liked. He has met pit bulls, obviously mm-hmm. he lived with Willie, um but like cookies come up like he's he's sweetened up to all sorts of different dogs. Yeah. Frenchies, you know, with Amir's dog, like Yeah, that's true. So there there are dogs that he tends to need a bit more time with, but he has never liked a golden retriever, never warmed up to them. And what sucks is that our across-the-street neighbors, who we love, have goldens. They have the sweetest goldens. Really sweet. They used to have three, actually. One of them passed away. Now they have two. And they're just, like, really beautiful dogs. And Bean could Bean starts, like, shaking with fury, fury. when he even sees them from across the street. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and and Willie always got along with the goldens. We would joke yeah. that Willie thought that he was the he fourth was like, golden yeah. and Bean would like watch like how I would imagine a villain in like a horror movie yeah. like from across the street like watching Willie play with the goldens <laughs> being like how dare you yeah a two Willie <laughs> some other people were asking how Bunny is settling in and how Bean and Bunny are getting along that was another common question yeah I got that one too and as she stares at us drunk on her breakfast She's so cute. She's doing great. She's the doing... adjustment's been really, really simple. Unbelievably easy as far as Bean and Bunny go. Bunny is, we don't really know her background or her past. She was, her intake form at the shelter says she was a stray. She's clearly been in a home at some point, but she wasn't microchipped. She was very neglected, um, like not doing well health-wise. I mean, she had to have a leg removed. That was her, she still had her leg when she got to the shelter. But she is like very sweet and just happy and like doesn't want to be a bother but then she has little tendencies where we're like oh you're kind of like a trash raccoon yeah like she has feral-ish tendencies (laughs) even though she's very sweet yeah so we're trying to like teach her a little bit more certain manners like i came in the other day and she with her one front paw had like climbed halfway onto the coffee table trying to like eat scraps of my plate which i know sounds like a normal thing a dog would do but not really but like they kind of learn but she's she has one front leg and she's like a foot off the ground she's really short i'm like how did you do this yeah she's very raccoon like yeah and she definitely is not trained in the sense that like she's very well behaved and very polite but i'll be like sit sit and i've tried it in different languages too she has no idea what i'm saying like she doesn't know sit or like basic commands she doesn't know any commands she doesn't know any commands but she's very very polite and you know attuned to us so it's been easy to work with her but she doesn't there's no user manual for bunny (laughs) at all and it's kind of funny she's so cute she just kind of does her own thing and and it's great because she loves to just be wherever we are and she's not destructive she doesn't like have any terrible behaviors but just in terms of being like okay we're doing this now it's like very difficult to get she's like what She's like, what? This is a, the phrase that I think that she like says in her head while she like stares at us blankly. So true, bestie. I know. I'm yeah. just like, so true, bestie. We'll be like, all right, Bunny, like we're going for a watch. She's like, so true. Like she just like doesn't do anything. Here's a good question. How did you how did you all find genuine grown up friends? Any advice on making friends? A lot of our friends that we've made as adults are our neighbors. We also have, I, I will say, a lot of our best friends we've known for like 10 years, and they just happen to all live in LA, which is really lucky. So um, a lot of our best friends went to our college. So we kind of made, I wouldn't call that like totally grown up friends, but we have grown up together. And that still takes work. Like we, there's people I've grown apart from, but the people I've stayed close with, it's because we actually put in the time to try to see each other and to be there for important parts of life and the hard parts and the good parts. But for people that we've like organically met and not met through a mutual friend or anything, it's typically our neighbors. Well, neighbors or yeah, like through another friend. Well, yeah, through another friend is a great way. And we've even had like right before COVID, we need to do another one of these. Back in 2020, in like January, we had a friend mixer, which was such a fun thing, I have to say. I think it was my idea. It was like a friend mixer to introduce all those people that you think would get along well, but just have no reason to meet. 
all the time I'll go up to a friend and be like, oh, you know this person, right? And they're like, no. Oh, yeah, I'm and the I'm worst like, of that. What? How do you not know them? And they're just from different parts of your life. But I'm like, well, you've got to meet. Well, I, re- I remember talking to my manager early on and I just referenced Darren and I was like, mm-hmm. just talking about Darren because I just assumed I was like, well, like you're my manager. We're working so closely together. Like I just almost I was like, you certainly have downloaded all my my thoughts and memories <laughs> and Kristen was like I I do not know who Darren is and it was the weirdest thing for yeah. me to hear I was like I'm sorry what do you mean you don't know Darren I was like how do you know me like yeah. who am I to you am I a stranger like you don't know Darren that doesn't make any sense and I've done that before especially it's really bad with Darren specifically because Darren also lived in LA yeah so it's not like other friends from growing up where I'm like oh well it's plausible you don't know Haley or Julie because we didn't live in the same place. I'm like, Darren lived in LA, so you must have met her at the grocery store or something. Like, I don't know how you met Darren, but you must know Darren because you know me. So it doesn't make sense that you would know me and not know Darren. In fact, I'm suspicious of you now. Like, have we met? I know it is weird, but yeah, I think mutual friends. Also, what I've found is as I've gotten more honed in on pursuing my interests and hobbies, I've accrued... Is that a weird word to use? But like, I've been able to find more friends like that's how i Mm -hmm. met jacks it's how i met mickey i mean even back in the day eight years ago it's how i met zach i was like i want to write music and then you find people like-minded people who are like i have that interest as well and i think that honing in on doing things that you really love that genuinely make you happy whatever it is if it's something online or if it's something out in the world if it's music or a sport or something It is a great way of meeting people that you already have something in common with. You already have somewhat of a shared value. Yeah, totally agree. I feel like we probably only have time for one or two more, right? Yeah. There's so many we haven't gotten to. Okay, this is a quick one. Enneagrams. I'm a two and Grace is a nine. And I would say two definitely fits me well, but nine is like crazy spot on for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Does Lizzie have any tattoos? Regardless, if she got one, would she trust you to design it? To design it? I thought they were going to say give it. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that because you've never done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any tattoos. I don't think that I want any, but life is long. So who knows? I could go through a tattoo phase. I mean, I, it's not that I wouldn't would or wouldn't trust Grace to design it, but I wouldn't have something that I didn't love. So and like, I certainly wouldn't choose to design it it wouldn't be something yeah i mean if but if you like drew a little doodle or wrote something and i loved it like sure Mm -hmm. but i don't know if it's about trusting you it's just about an aesthetic and we have like none of i love all of your tattoos and there's not a single one that i would want on me Mm. do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like if i had a tattoo it would be quite different yes but i don't even know what it would be because i don't really want any this is this is one i wonder if we can try and limit ourselves to explain it because otherwise we'll do a whole episode how would you explain your faith today? Oh my gosh. I, don't I have know. a Okay, I, I have a good way of explaining it. Okay. At least this has been helpful for me. Lizzie's like literally stretching her body. It's this is a huge question, but I, I did want to kind of touch on it because there were a lot of questions of this variety. I was raised in a Christian faith. My Christian faith has given me a lot, both harmful and joyous. As I've unpacked it all, as I've been working through a lot of things. I still consider myself a Christian, and I still pray in the name of Jesus. But the faith that I have today is so profoundly, beautifully different than the one that was like assigned to me from how I grew up. It's very like lived in and personal and informed by resources that I was never presented with as a kid. And it's also one that doesn't ignore the harm of just calling myself a Christian, like that understands the complexity of having that as my like religious identity. But here's how I think like if I could describe my faith. If right now I were to tell you about like this beautiful sunset in my mind, like this beautiful sunset that I'm seeing, you wouldn't be able to picture the exact same thing. And then if I were to paint what's in my brain, it would come out as this like really sad version of whatever I'm seeing in my mind, like the expansiveness that I'm imagining when I picture this like beautiful desert scape sunset. And that's sort of faith. Like I can describe to you how I experience faith and God, and it will never suffice in how it lives with me. 
So I know that that's not very satisfying, but it's actually made me come to peace with the fact of like, anytime I do a podcast and I get asked that type of question, there's no answer that will ever satisfy because faith is a moving target for me and allowing myself to have doubt and surrender to the mystery of it all has been like the best. So I feel really excited about where I am right now. And I also am reckoning with the fact that it makes it so much harder to explain. I wish I could give you the like, the Bible says this and this, 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 but I'm I'm trying to move away from proof texting. But I also love scripture as well. And it's a, a source that I go to for insight and to check in with myself. But it's for song lyrics, for, song lyrics, <laughs> for sure. I love to plagiarize the Bible. Um, so far, I have not yet been sued by Jesus, but TBD. It's in the public domain, babe. Public domain, babe. So that's how I would describe my faith. Do you want to try and no. give it a go? No. <laughs> no, I couldn't do better than that. I feel it, but we've talked about kind of feelings in a similar spot, would well, you say? I, I think the painting analogy was mine. It is yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I do steal things. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're I, like listening to me do it. You're like, that sounds oddly familiar. That's We've talked about that around the house. Uh, no, I... I don't want to say, obviously, we don't have, like, the exact same faith and Mm. thoughts on all this. But at the same time, like, I'm kind of at peace with the fact that sometimes Grace and I are, like, oddly the same on things, even though we're such different people. I'm like, why do we have the exact same view on X? Isn't that weird? But then I'm like, not really, because we kind of grew up together over the last 10 years. Like, we met when I was 21. You were Mm. 22. We're in our early 30s now. And so, yeah, we have, like, really aligned views and experiences on things, and that's okay. It's great. And the best thing is that we we can talk about anything and everything with each other, which I think has allowed us both to process things in our own time without feeling like there's there's something we can't – like, this is taboo, and, like, I'm feeling this way about – I have this question about being raised Christian. Like, I'm scared to tell it to Lizzie because, like, what if she involves the authorities or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, yeah, like in certain houses, we'd we'll be like, I need to, you need to talk to your like accountability buddy or something. Oh, like, that kind of authority. Yeah. <laughs> like, Our authority is being in this house. Yeah, truly. A where slash how to shop for masculine clothes for an assigned female body. Hey, listen. ASOS has been really good for me. I have pieces from there that has lasted a long time. Look for a collar that is going to hide um, your binder if you bind, at least for me. That's just something I like. Like a wide collar. Wide collar. Typically like a, a boxier shape. And I always try and size up your your pants when you get them. And then you can bring them to a tailor. Because first of all, skinny jeans, do we... We might never see them again. We don't need them. So no. you don't want them. Well, some people might enjoy them. Okay. Some we people don't want to yuck anyone's them. yum. Sure, sure, sure. For and me, they I, look good on some people. But yeah. now I feel like I've seen the light and I'm like, why did I wedge myself into skinny jeans for so long? And yeah. like, it's so much more comfy and flattering to wear like a big pant. Yeah. We love a big pant. So, yeah. you know, size up. I think those are my main my main tips for, for that. I like ASOS. I like... I think the tailor is a good point. Like, you might think, like, oh, that's bougie, like, getting your clothes tailored. It's actually pretty affordable in most cases. 20 bucks to get something, like, tailored, which can make a big difference. Makes a huge difference. And your pieces will last longer because they're going to be made to fit for you. So you won't... The insecurity of, like, oh, I guess I need a new pair of jeans. Like, I, I... tend to not feel that way when I've had something that's made to fit for me. Mm-hmm. You want to do one more? I wish I want to do eight more. I know. I want to do eight more. Oh, I live for the drama. So I would like to know if you're fine sharing, have you gotten any reactions to stages of a breakdown from the so-called friend or common circles or so? I have not gotten a reaction from the so-called friend. I do not think that I will. I don't at this point now. Also like, the common circles are all on your side. Common circles. There hasn't been a person who's like come out of the woodwork that's been like, TBH, she had a point. No, who would? No. I mean, she's chosen something very isolating. Like all yeah. the other people, all your mutual friends are like, what the fuck? The only thing I will say is that a new person did come out of the woodwork who said that they had a similar experience with the with same friend. Her, and this will be 
I am now one of four people who have had this experience with the same friend. The same person has cut <laughs> four people out of her life for gay reasons, which I'm like, why do you know the so many gay people to begin with? <laughs> it's like, it's kind of fascinating. Okay, one person asked, I can't remember, I'm not looking at my phone, so I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like, is it still worth it to date someone in high school if you don't think you're going to end up together? Which I thought was kind of a sweet question. And mm-hmm. I think, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I'm such a... Uh, like delusional romantic sometimes that basically every single person I've ever been with, I've been like, this is it. Like, this is the one. I will say it felt very different with Grace. But yeah, in high school, I was like, we're going to end up together. And obviously not. And it's, you learn so much. And I think you can do, you can set boundaries if you know, like, I'm probably not going to end up with this person. Like maybe there are certain, I don't know, words that you want to save for someone later down the line. I mean, you can decide your own safeguards for how to make sure to kind of like protect your emotions. But I think, yeah, like have fun. I think totally. If we know you from the podcast, do we know you as Grace or Semler? I think this is an important question. I think if you know me from the podcast, you probably know me as Grace because Semler is my stage name and I'm not on stage here. I'm at home. (laughs) Well, and I don't call you Semler. Yeah. I could start. I don't. Think, I think it'd be kind of strange. Sometimes odd. I call you Semi. Yeah, that's true. But I think I always refer to you as Grace. So if you feel like we're having a conversation, then it would make sense. Yeah, it's important to me to differentiate the sort of personal versus the public. And Semler is totally my public persona. And if you see me at a show, I'll probably introduce myself as such. Um, but if you see me like at home, I wouldn't be like, yeah, what's up? It's Semler. Okay, this is the very last question. Okay. Do you like pickles? Pickles are life. My le- my blood runs with pickle juice. Like, I eat pickles. Grace, how often? Maybe this is TMI, but I'll, like, come into the living room and kiss you, and you'll be like, did you just eat a pickle? I'm Pretty like, frequently. Yep. Okay, then last, last question. It's not really a question. It just says salad episode 2.0 question mark. Sure. Sure. Let's do it. I feel like we could use a bit more enthusiasm. I think, okay, this is the reason I'm not as enthusiastic, just because I need to, I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed with, like, my time lately, and the last time we did a salad episode was when I had left my old job and hadn't started my new one yet, Mm -hmm. and I was able to, like, take the time to do all that. That being said, it's not, like, such a gargantuan commitment that I can't possibly do it, but I think I just want to make sure to do it well, and so I'm not sure when... That will be certainly not in June. For the 100th episode. I thought we were going to do superlatives for the 100th episode. Oh, that's true. We could kind of combine it. Yeah, we could. Okay, so we'll think about it. We'll think about it. It's definitely, it's a yes from me. We're just getting a holdout from my co-host, but I think we can work on that. And thank you so much for all your thoughtful questions. We love getting to spend this time with you. We love having this podcast. Thank you so much for caring, for showing up all this time. Over 200,000 downloads. We are an independent podcast, so it really, really does mean a lot. Your support is everything. If you haven't yet, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Spotify, um, I don't think you can give us a review. You can rate. You can rate us. Won't you rate us, please? Won't you give us a five? Um, someone asked also, uh, before we head out, if they would like us to look up if they were gay people on the Titanic and academic journals. And the answer is yes, of course. Yes. yes. And we should find out in pride month where the gays were on the Titanic. With that being said, this has been another episode of under our roof. Oh my gosh. If you have not been listening in that last part's going to sound insane. And we will see you next week on under Under our roof. roof.